0: everyone, welcome to the Simple Modern Man podcast. I am here today with a beautiful guest, Megan. Megan is an undergrad student who is studying criminal justice and literature. Megan, do you have anything else you would like to say to promote yourself or uh, say anything about yourself?
1: Um, if you want to follow my social media, as you can. Um, my Instagram is nutmeg underscore um, 2698. And then my Twitter and Snapchat are nutmeg2698. Twitter's kind of a dumpster fire, fire, but that's kind of what Twitter is anyway. Instagram, mm-hmm. I just post all my tattoos, so, yeah. I'm but other fairy. than that, nothing else.
0: <laughs> Alright, if you guys want, you guys should follow her. She has really good content in her Twitter, and she has some pretty cool looking tattoos on her Instagram. Thank you. So, today's topic is going to be, are you whole without another person, and what makes you feel like you should be whole without another person? So today, our word in in solidarity with the in solidarity with our topic is hold on, our word in solidarity with our topic is actually going to be complete. So, Megan, do you have anything that you would like to say about the topic first?
1: Um, I think this is just like a really interesting topic. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts that range from anywhere from like. Conspiracy theories and serial killers and, like, kingpins and queenpins to just, like, everyday podcasts. Like a, mm-hmm. a, I don't know what it's called, but it's, like, like Guys We Fucked. That sort of podcast is one of my favorite ones. Or um, Things You Missed in History class. And this is just something that you don't really see covered. So it's kind of, like, it's interesting and it's something that is so individualistic in that certain topics people are either yes or no, right or left, like... This opinion or that opinion and I feel like this is just one where it's you're never going to have a good consensus like everyone's going to be all across the board
0: mm-hmm. that's uh one good thing about the podcast is it's about men their emotions feelings and like things that don't really get shown as much because of the concept of men have to be a certain way so then they can be perceived as loved and they can be perceived as still masculine which this podcast is trying to debunk in a way because not all men have to be the same not all men are going to be treated as masculinity is their only means of weapons or means of power so that's why we were talking about this topic today and we're going to talk about just normal emotions in both parts of the spectrum Megan being a woman myself being a man we are going to talk about both sides, and it's okay if completely okay if either of us have different opinions or if we have different views on the topic or different ways of going about certain things or different experiences.
1: I think that's actually how you like learn better is in like, certain things that when two people or more people have... A different opinion it's kind of cool because you can kind of see like what your thought process is mm-hmm. so you may look at it and be like oh, okay like i may still not agree with you on that but i can understand why you think that way or why your opinion is that opinion and mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to see how people form it from like life experiences and just you know everything
0: and another thing that we're going to impose on this podcast is to be respectful of every person's opinion and respectful of the way that they see things or the way that is perceived from more than just society, one person, and a group. Alright. And if you guys have anything that's very rude to say, you will get blocked. Test me. Alright. So, our first question is going to be, do you believe in having another partner in life?
1: I don't think so. I think there are plenty of people who go about life who don't have a significant other and who are perfectly content without having one. And I mean... For some people, they are better with a partner. Like, you hear people who are like, oh, he, back to our warrior of the day, like, he he completes me, or she completes me, or they complete me, or whatever. Um, I think it just depends on the person and kind of what they want to do with their life. Like, I feel like if you're a little bit more family-oriented, you may be like, no, I do need that other person. But Mm -hmm. not saying that if you aren't, like, if you don't feel that way, that's not, like, a bad thing. But, like, Mm -hmm. or other people who are like, you know what, I don't really want a family, you may not think that you need a significant. So I think it's very, like, different per person.
0: That's a pretty good feeling. I would say for myself that I would want a partner, but mostly because of I made, I do want that family atmosphere, and I do want that feeling of having another person still be with me, but they don't have to be codependent with me. Right. I would want them to still have their freedom and their things and their... Events and things that make them feel whole right without me. Like, if they decide they don't need me for anything or they don't need to feel validated by me, yeah, that's okay. And if they do, then that's also okay because my thing is I want to be support for them. I get that. I don't have to be a constant, like, not leech, but a constant, like, nurture source mm-hmm. or like food group.
1: I get that. No, I totally get that. I mean, for me personally, I think I I don't think I'd necessarily I don't think I necessarily need a partner, but I would like to have one because it's one of those things that's it's kind of nice to just be able to come home to somebody else and just feel loved. Mm-hmm. Like you like you get love from various places. You get love from your friends, from your family, from your coworkers, from dogs or whatever, but yeah. it's it's a different type of love when you have a significant other. Yes. So it's you, you don't necessarily need one. Not everybody does, but some people do, and that's perfectly fine.
0: Mm-hmm. So, the next question is, do you think that social media, or the media in any form, has created this image of, you need another person to be happy?
1: Oh, absolutely. I think it's one of those things where it's, it's at least coming from a woman's perspective, it's kind of, you once you hit, kind of, your mid 20s you're kind of conditioned to be like okay I need like a steady significant other I need to be engaged or at least married and then I have to start a family so it's kind of mm-hmm. like the media is kind of like hey you're not complete without doing all these steps when it's that's not okay it's some people don't want a significant other in their life some people don't want to get married some people don't want a kid it's definitely contributed to it and I don't think it's contributed in a healthy way
0: uh, it makes me wonder about, like, the small children that are growing up and seeing all these images, that you have to have someone so then you can feel complete. Yeah. Because I remember in, like, high school or, like, even middle school where I was growing up in a small, like, country, country-ish country area yeah. that it was perceived as, oh, so-and-so is dating so-and-so. They must be, like, together forever. Yeah. Or they would always have longer-lasting relationships, and then the people that would get in relationships with other people and then break up Mm -hmm. would be perceived as damaged goods. Which isn't a good term to have for anybody. Yeah. And it makes them have, like, insecurities when they're growing up because they figure, why can't someone else love me and why can't someone else treat me like a decent human being? Yeah. And that's just a problem, and I feel like that's being perceived in other situations, like in the media or, like, say you watch a movie and within the first, like, maybe... 30 minutes of the movie, Mm -hmm. then the mom's always like, why don't you have this? Or even, like, with men, it's always like, when are you going to start a family? When are you going to do this? When are you going to find someone? Not everyone wants that. Not everyone needs someone else to make them feel happy. Some people just want to travel, and some people want to just study whatever they're studying to be better at it. Yeah. And that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly okay. That's perfectly normal
1: it'd be kind of interesting to see how it's kind of evolved over time in terms of like take our grandparents generation my grandparents were born in 1928 and 1932 so that's like the thing it was you get married you start a family Mm -hmm. my parents were born in 57 and 60 and still kind of the same thing you get married you have kids and i was born in 98 still kind of the same thing but now like my oldest brother was born in 80 and his wife in 88, and they have decided to not have kids. They don't want kids. They're married, they own a house, they have little fur babies, they have two dogs and two cats and they love them, Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: they don't want kids. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of interesting to see how each generation has been conditioned in a different way, and how people who would be considered abnormal have broken away from that. Whether it be they don't want to get married, or they don't want a significant other, or they don't want to have kids, or they want to have kids but they don't want to be married or Mm -hmm. anything like that
0: i feel like that's also been perceived in movies if you're single and you have a child that is perceived like you need another person Mm -hmm. but that's
1: it's not always the case
0: yeah that's a hard thing to tell somebody that being single and being a parent is wrong and being single and a parent is not something that's normal when it's perfectly normal most people that i've seen some people don't have a parent. Some people, some people's parents are incarcerated. Some people's parents are just not with them. Some mm-hmm. people's parents... There's always factors that aren't getting told. Yeah. And then it brings that child to feel like they aren't completely whole again also. So it's not just that type of love that you get from a partner. It's still going back to that, do you need any other person to feel that?
1: Yeah. All
0: right. So our next question is going to be what are the benefits of being strong when you're alone?
1: Oh, I mean, I feel like the benefits of that are just kind of like, you can hold yourself to, I feel like you can kind of hold yourself to different standards when you're not with somebody versus when you are with somebody, at least in my experience, it's been, um, like when I'm alone, I hold myself to certain standards in terms of, I expect this for school. I expect this for work and I expect this out of relationships. Um, Like, I have set boundaries with people that I wouldn't have set two years ago, that I wouldn't have set five years ago. And being in two abusive relationships, it's, there were times where it was kind of like, I wasn't strong enough to set certain boundaries or to leave them because I wasn't, it just, I was never strong by myself. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, now it's like I'm stronger, it's like I can recognize those warning signs no, take a step back, pump the brakes, stop, whatever. But I think it's also, it kind of goes back to my feeling in that you need to be strong on your own before you can be strong with somebody else in terms of, I mean, that for me is more out of like mental health as someone who struggles with mental illness. It's I can't get into a relationship when my mental health is not the best because it's not fair to me it's not fair to my partner it's not fair to the relationship um but I don't it's I don't want it to seem like I'm saying like the whole you can't love somebody if you don't love yourself like that's to me is total like BS but like but I think it's kind of you need to be strong so that you can carry yourself through life because life is going to throw crap at you and you just have to take it sometimes and Mm -hmm. if you can't be strong without somebody it's going to make it that much more difficult to overcome the
0: struggle um so the question being reversed back to me the benefits of being alone for me as a man is to take time for growth and to take time that's there because i can't learn everything when i'm with somebody i can try and i can experience things but i'm not going to learn everything that i need to learn for that person if i'm not trying to be that person for myself first yeah So I'll say an experience that I had was just trying to like care for someone else and care for someone else and care and care and care to the point where after a while when they wouldn't ask me the same questions, I'd be like, oh, okay. So I fulfilled what they need Mm -hmm. and I just kind of left it at that. I wasn't asking myself, what do I need and what do I need for validation and security? Yeah, you neglected
1: yourself essentially. Yeah,
0: which happens more than I would think that more often to people than I think they would like to say.
1: I mean, that happened in my last relationship. That's kind of why me and him broke up twice. It was we're too focused on the other to where it's not healthy. And you can't put yourself in that position because one, I don't think that you should always rely on somebody because you never know what's going to happen. But also it's not healthy in that you need to take care of your mental health. Your mental health and your physical health and overall health needs to come first. And then everybody else's. Because nobody's going to be there for you all the time like you will be. Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like that's a very good point. Like That's a very, very good point. Because, mm-hmm. you're welcome. Because when the lights go down and you're left alone, whether you're going anywhere or you're just alone because, say, the other person's asleep. Or, say, you just are in the bathroom or you're just doing something on your own. You're going to still have those thoughts that, like, reminisce with you and make you think well maybe I didn't do this right or maybe I'm not doing something that they need Mm -hmm. but you need to reflect back on yourself and say well what do I need to make myself happy and if I leave this right now or say this person decides they don't want to be with me they decide I don't want to do this anymore I've had enough you're too blank 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 and you decide well they're my everything I have to do something yeah and Sometimes, most times, you're not going to always get them back. It's not worth fighting for if it's not worth starting for, I guess. If yeah. that makes any sense. No, I get it, yeah. Plus, the whole concept of love is very fickle to me. Yeah. Because at any moment, you can fall in love, mm-hmm. but you can fall just as easily out of love.
1: Oh, yeah. A hundred percent.
0: And that's what's very interesting, because people in couples these days are very new to it, but they're also very unaware of how to love another person, and how to give unconditionally, and like accept those flaws, and be persistent in the way that you care for somebody. Yeah. As well as you caring for yourself, which is hard to maintain that balance. Yeah. And I feel like if you're going in a relationship full force, and you're not taking that time to like, reflect on yourself, and you're spending every day with them, that's developing codependency. But codependency is also really, really destructive in the yeah. way that it's, you think that you're doing something very good because you're spending so much time with them.
1: Yeah.
0: And you're thinking, I'm building such a strong, strong, like, foundation, mm-hmm. and really what you're doing is building a whole bunch of like, small rocks. Yep. And the rocks at any point can be pulled out.
1: No, I comes I'm mm-hmm. I, I developed codependency in my last relationship when it first started, and I thought it was, I'm building this strong foundation, like, we're gonna be in love forever like I can see myself marrying him and everything but it was really just me putting my problems on him and him doing the same thing Mm -hmm. and that's not okay it's one thing to go to your partner and be like for me as someone who struggles with borderline personality disorder being like I'm happy it's one thing to say I'm having these feelings of abandonment which is a very big symptom in people with borderline personality disorder and it can lead to a lot of destructive tendencies and it's one thing to say I'm having these prob like these feelings. Can you please help me? Like, just mm-hmm. tell me it's gonna be okay, or let's go out to lunch. That'll help me, sort of thing. But it was me going to him saying, "You're gonna leave me. You're gonna leave me. You're gonna leave me. Like you're cheating on me. Like you don't love me, sort of thing. Like mm-hmm. that's not okay. And that was because if I spent more than three or four days away from him, I'm like I'm being abandoned. He doesn't love me, sort of thing. And that's not okay because it puts unnecessary stress on him and it puts me in a dark. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things where it's like codependency at any level is not okay, and it's not safe for any party, Mm -hmm. regardless of whoever's being, whoever developed the codependency, and then whoever is that person who's being relied on, if that makes sense. Mm
0: -hmm. I feel like the whole topic of codependency is a very hard one to understand and grasp. Yeah. Because most people will think that it's normal to spend X amount of time with each other because they see their parents doing it, but their parents go to work. Their mm-hmm. parents don't see each other for a long time. Say they work like eight hours, or they work at a hospital where they have to work 18-hour days. Yep. And that's the only time that they really have for each other, so it makes it balances out. Yeah. Say if you're like in a high school relationship where you spend... X amount of hours, which is almost the same as, like, a hospital shift or, like, a a regular shift, eight hours working with somebody.
1: Yeah.
0: And if you think of it that way, a relationship is really work. Yeah. Because you're putting in all this time, this effort, and you're sometimes getting it back in love, but sometimes you're not because that person is just sometimes just not able to give it to you. And it's also,
1: in theory, you would think that your parents have – developed a relationship to where codependency isn't existing Mm -hmm. like that's kind of what i'm not going to say most parents but that's at least what my parents are they're not codependent on each other Mm -hmm. they are they love each other they help each other but they're not if god forbid that my parents were to divorce it's not going to be one of my parents saying i can't live without you like come back live with me i love you i'm sorry it's Mm -hmm. not going to be like that so it's in theory they kind of have more experience with not being codependent on somebody they're
0: very independent it sounds yeah so what makes you think that people believe that they have to have another person to be whole
1: i think right. it all kind of starts somewhat young in terms of like your like first few relationships because like let's be real we've all had that like first love that first love who were like we're gonna be together forever love you, I'm so in love with you, sort of thing like that, and it's kind of... Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So it's like, it's one of those things, it's kind of, it's just, it's kind of how you, I don't know, it's one of those things where it's just like, you kind of see it everywhere. Like, you just, like, between like, your parents and like, your other family members, maybe your friends, if they got married young, or if you're Mm -hmm. older and your friends are getting married now, or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's just, it kind of just happens. I don't think it's necessarily one of those things where it's, like, it develops out of anything in particular, if that makes sense.
0: It does. Um, for my perspective on that one is, I don't know why people would believe, not that, that there's anything wrong with that, mm-hmm. but I don't know why people would think that that's the only, like, way after you hit anything. Like Yeah. Like that's, like, the end game. Yeah. I can understand that you want to be married, and I can understand that you want to have someone. Yeah. But I also understand to a degree that that is a very high, like, bar to set on someone, expectations-wise.
1: hundred percent.
0: Because there's how many people in this world, and there's how many people that are close to you in your area. Yeah. And then you're expecting to find that one person. Yeah. Or that one in a billion.
1: Yeah, like your true love and everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, it's almost kind of like you're always told, like you hear people who are like, "They complete me." It's like, so what were you without them? Mm-hmm. And it's like, like there's nothing wrong with saying that in terms of that's how you feel. That's how you feel. So what? Yeah. But what if you said that about your previous partner? Does that mean that, does that
0: invalidate that person for exactly. being? Is that person not a good person anymore because they weren't your match? Exactly. That sounds, it makes, when people say that that one, say, I understand that you say this in the heat of the moment, but it sounds to other people, like, that other person before that wasn't your person, Mm -hmm. but it makes them sound like they were a bad person also, when you say that.
1: Like, it's one thing to just say, like, you know what, it just didn't work out, like, you just weren't a good match. Mm -hmm. That's one thing, but, I don't know, I never really liked the idea of someone completes me like for me what completes me is getting my bachelor's going to law school getting my juris doctorate and being an attorney and being a damn good one at that Mm -hmm. not being married to somebody i think that's a perk in my life is (laughs) if i meet somebody who i love and they love me back and we have a good relationship and we decide that we want to take that next step both like emotionally and legally Yes. Then we should, but it's that's not going to complete me as a person. Mm-hmm.
0: There's also on the flip side of your argument, there's also people that believe that marriage is like their their be all end all, mm-hmm. which I understand and I can like I can understand and I can justify that in a way that like you grow up, you really want this, you like try so hard for it, and you like put all your time and your effort into it, and say that's like that could be your equivalent to college in their eyes yeah. which is perfectly fine and perfectly okay but i just don't want that to be misconstrued and be like lost in the fix yeah. at the end like i don't want them to have like housewife or house yeah. husband yeah. feelings after they that. hit a certain age when their kids are gone and they're mm-hmm. empty nesters i want them to still in my mind, I would I would hope that they were still having something that makes them happy and makes them feel fulfilled in their life it. more than just their college kids or their adult kids because eventually their kids are going to leave and their kids are going to be their own people. Yeah, that's the whole point of having children. And sometimes I feel like people don't get that part yet.
1: Yeah. I always joke with my parents that, like, so I'm the youngest of four. I'm the only girl. I, I always joke with them, like, you guys only have four kids because you needed some child labor. Free. <laughs> that's my stuff. It's all right. We, we've got a weird relationship. It's fine. Oh, but <laughs> in reality, my parents wanted kids because they wanted to. They wanted to show their love as a unit to another human being. They wanted to bring something beautiful into this world, who they could call theirs. And for some people, that's having a child. For some people, it's having a dog. It just it depends on people. Like, my parents felt complete when they had all of us. They felt mm-hmm. like their family was whole because they wanted four kids. They didn't care if they had boys or girls. They just wanted four beautiful, healthy babies. And that's mm-hmm. what they got. And they have four successful children, and they're happy. So, for some people, it's just it's just different.
0: Yeah. I definitely understand what your parents were, were talking about. Like, I would strive for that also, and I would want that. As well as I would want to be successful in my craft, and my dreams, and my yeah. ambitions, and I would want those as, like, I would want to be strong enough that I can still have those things, and yeah. I would want to teach my children that.
1: And I totally get that. My mom, I would feel like, is a perfect example. She went um, back to school, took her 10 years, but she got her doctorate of science when she had all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, she finished when I was maybe between the ages of, like, 4 and 7. I don't really remember. Um, But she went back to master her craft, and she still does that now. She teaches courses. She goes to courses to learn more because that's what makes her happy and makes her complete. She wants to be a great professor. She wants to be a great physical therapist. She wants to be a great mentor, and she has done that, and she will continue to do that, and that makes her complete. But what also made her complete was having children. It's just she did it all in a certain way.
0: Yes. So, do you believe that people who live without other people are still whole With if they have, like, say you live all by yourself mm-hmm. and you're just going through the motions. Do you feel like that person might eventually, let me rephrase, do you feel like loneliness can be misconstrued for being without another person? Yeah. If you can understand, like, the separation between.
1: Yeah. I think there's a difference between loneliness and not having somebody. Like, I don't have somebody in my life right now, Mm -hmm. but I'm not lonely. Because I have a bunch of stuff going on in my life. I have school and I have work. I have my beautiful niece who I absolutely adore. But it doesn't mean that I'm lonely. For some people, not having somebody is synonymous with being lonely, and that's okay. It just, it's just, it's so individualistic that it's, And it's based on our life experiences that, to me, I used to be that person who was like, I don't have somebody in my life, I'm lonely, therefore I'm worthless. But I have been able to grow as a person, and, oh, thank you, (laughs) to grow as a person, and to work on myself through, like, self-reflection and therapy and realize that I'm not broken. I am not, as you had said, damaged goods because I don't have somebody in my life. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I just don't have somebody in my life totally fine Mm -hmm. doesn't affect me in terms of i'm still happy
0: i feel like this whole topic boils down to growth Mm -hmm. and just how you feel for yourself and how you treat yourself yeah i know that right now is probably a hard time for someone that's listening to the podcast and it's someone that is going through stuff that makes them feel like they are alone or unloved or just un just unevolved yet but that's the thing, is this whole process is about growth, it's about you living your life and feeling like you are somebody. You are somebody to more than just one person, you are somebody to your family, your friends, your life, your partners, your just Even existence. Your yeah, your existence is sown into so many people's lives mm-hmm. that if you were unraveled for any reason, it would just fall apart. It's not going to be everything's fine if something is pulled off.
1: Yeah.
0: It's going to bleed. It's going to unravel. It's going to need to be fixed in some way. And sometimes if you feel like you are alone in things or you feel like you need something, you can always go to a therapist. You can always go to someone that is a close friend. But when you go to a close friend, I will forewarn. Sometimes it's not always the best because if you're pushing a lot of these feelings that are not helpful or you're expecting this person to fix it, it takes more than one person to fix it. You have to talk about it. You have to communicate. You have to be willing to hear criticism and be willing to hear all this other stuff that might not be what you want to hear at the time. But sometimes the person is going to be constructive in a way that's going to help you And sometimes they're going to be constructive in a way that's going to hurt you. Yeah. And it's just something that needs to be known for both parts of the coin. So hopefully you have friends or people in your life that want to help you and want to get you the help that you need or want to be able to provide some type of feeling or emotion or something that's going to spark back in you that's going to make you feel like you did something that made an effect on somebody.
1: Yeah, I get that.
0: If that boils down into any... No,
1: I, I know what you mean. Okay,
0: cool. No, I get it. Alright, so we're gonna take a little break right now, and uh, take a little intermission, then um, we'll be back. Hi guys, welcome back. We're going to film the rest of the part now. So... If you guys did miss the first part, this is Megan, student. <laughs> My name is Alvin, um, this is the Simple Modern Man podcast where we talk about emotions, feelings, anything related to men, relationships, feelings, any type of intimacy or like general things that you should know or learn if you're a man or any type of masculine or feminine individual that likes to learn Synopsis. I think
1: ten out of ten.
0: Thank you. All right. So, on the same topic of are you whole without another person, we are going into another question. Is kind of more the root of the question. The root of the topic Mm -hmm. is like, why do you feel like you aren't whole? Why would you feel like you aren't whole? Not specifically you. Yeah. But if you wanted to.
1: Yeah. Um. I guess in that regards, I guess it would be something. I think it would be because there's so much pressure on people and like from society to get married and settle down and have this like one person who's supposed to be like your true love, like the person that's the end all be all for you sort of thing. So I think a lot of it comes from the pressure of society, Um, but I also think it just comes from natural human need to want to be with somebody both like physically, emotionally, mentally intimately it's just i think that's a natural need of Mm -hmm. humans and i think people just experience that need and want differently
0: to add what you were saying is i feel like that construct is also put a lot on both parties with the intimacy part yeah of feeling alone and say like in high school i feel like people start to learn about sex and relationships and stuff like that and if it's perceived as such like this time constraint
1: yeah
0: so like say if you're in high school and like you're going through the motions and all of a sudden like you find out about sex like boom people are like oh you must have had it already or you must have done this or you mm-hmm. otherwise like you're just not like you're not on that bro level yet like dude yeah and it's not really like that in the real world like if you haven't done it no one's gonna really pressure you unless they're not good friends and if one. they should if they do
1: pressure you like cut them out of your life and yeah, they're not, not your okay. friends.
0: They are not your friends. They might be saying that, but, they, but...
1: And that time constraint also, I think, goes back to... You hear of women's biological clock ticking. Like, I think it goes back to that, and that people are like, I, I, ha- I have to have a kid before my biological clock is up, and it's kind of... It's a lot of pressure, in all like, honesty. Yeah, like, our biological clock is technically up when you go through menopause, because at that stage, you're no longer ovulating, and getting pregnant is difficult and then it eventually becomes impossible because you you don't have any eggs left and you can't a sperm can't fertilize without an egg um until science
0: proves it wrong right
1: (laughs) (laughs) but it's also that people you hear of oh once you hit 35 like having a child after that presents risk and everything and while Mm -hmm. that may be true to a degree um not really my mom had me at 37 and i'm fine Okay, stop it. (laughs) But like I'm fine. Yeah. I mean people have kids well into their forties and even fifties and they're fine. Mm -hmm. It's just there it's just this pressure of when are you gonna have kids? Well why haven't you had the kids yet? Are you trying to have kids? Do you want kids? It's like it's a lot of questions. It's like that's not like you you are not giving me the child, you are not birthing the child, you are not paying for the child. Yeah, so it's like step back.
0: Yeah, too... Stay in your lane, later. Yeah, like,
1: way too involved. I hate that.
0: I will admit that, like, having a clock on both parties would be more of a... Would be more... In my mind, having a clock on both parties, as in, like, the man and the woman, or the two parties that are in it, and then two men or two women or right, whatever it is. Yeah. Yes, or two non-binary people. It is... It would be e- equally... Good, but if you have like a woman who's putting all this extra stress on herself and mm-hmm. all this like s- these other steps that don't need to be there because she's like, oh, well, my husband's fine and he's not going through anything. It's a it's a joint thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Some I mean, because people push this whole family thing on so hard, mm-hmm. that's I'm betting one of the reasons why people break up because of things that don't work out and yeah. they figure this is the end of it. And that's not really the truth all the time. Yeah. That person could be your biggest like supporter or your biggest fan or your biggest like whatever. Yeah. And then that one thing doesn't work. And then you'll just think, oh, well this thing didn't work, so this thing didn't work and then all this stuff just comes tumbling down and that's why we go back to relationships are hard work. It's a lot of nurturing and understanding and like putting into that whole narrative to number one combat it. But number two, also understand that this could be helpful t- in some type yeah, of way. absolutely. So it's being with somebody isn't always a bad thing, but being with somebody can also be a bad thing. If that, Yeah, that makes no, sense. I get that. So the next part of that is still on that topic, I guess, of why you might feel alone. I know that sometimes when I was in middle school, I would feel alone. Oh, yeah. and I would just be questioning because I was like I know I'm different, I know I'm not from this area, I yep. know I'm X Y and Z. Yeah. But I would figure that all these things would add up and then they would be like, "Oh, I know what it is. Yep. I'm unlovable." Yep. And that's not what it is. Yeah. It's just everyone has different tastes, everyone mm. has different feelings, and everyone grows differently. Exactly. So say you have This one person who you think is going to be the one. Yeah. They're going to grow up and they're going to get older and they're going to decide, maybe I want something different from this. Or maybe you're not providing me what I need. Absolutely. And that is perfectly okay for you to not be providing what they need at that time. Yeah. It's a lot of timing, it's a lot of what you need, what they need and understanding that this is all on a respect, communication and love basis. Mm-hmm. So they might say that they don't want to be in a relationship with you. Doesn't mean that they don't love you. Yeah. There's so many different types of love yeah. and understanding
1: mm-hmm.
0: that this whole thing this whole concept construct of being alone being a bad thing isn't always the case. Yeah, no. So No, I get it. If you're feeling alone it's not always your fault sometimes it's just that's how the coins were dealt sometimes it's the other person wasn't that person for you and they yeah. weren't that great for you the next uh, part of this topic is when you might want to actually leave if you're having issues mm-hmm. so say that this person is making you think that you're already alone
1: yeah
0: and say your relationship and you just feel like you're spending so much time with yourself this person's spending time just not being with you they're not communicating with you they're not telling you anything yeah that's really productive to the relationship or to your friendship or even to like you two coexisting yeah do you have any like thing you want to elaborate on
1: that i mean for me it's if that ideally i'd want to leave immediately but me being the person i am i What's causing this? What is the root problem? Like we gotta, we gotta address it, sort of thing. Um, but it also would, I mean, the other reason, like you would think about, I would think about leaving at least, is like I would just need to look at everything in terms of, like, am I happy? Is this person enhancing my life? And if they aren't, then I gotta leave.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It just, it happens.
0: I so that's a very good. Uh thing to say for if you want to leave, if what I told my last relationship was, if you ever feel like you need to find someone else and Mm -hmm. like cheat yeah, in in my eyes and like cheat and go with someone else, I said just break up with me at that point. Yeah.
1: Oh, I've said that to people. If you ever think, if you ever start, because that happened in my last relationship, he second guessed it and talk to me about it and we stayed together longer than we probably should have and if at any point you second guess it I don't believe in the whole well the feelings go away sometimes it's just random things that bring it up no if you second guess it or if you think you're gonna cheat on me or you fucking cheat on me you better break up with me
0: mm-hmm.
1: because if I find out I'm gonna go into a rampage and also that's rude
0: <laughs> uh you're not wrong with the rude part um, for me, when that happened, it was more of a, uh, okay, and I already knew that I said that, and I knew that I meant that, but it was different when I was feeling that. You and don't expect it. No, I expected it wholeheartedly. I saw this coming. Oh. I, I definitely saw this coming. I asked her all the time. I was like, hey, do you think that you're going to get back together with so-and-so? And there was a lot of, no, I wouldn't do that. And then all of a sudden, it was like, hey, phone, so and I was like, "What?" And then she was like, "Oh yeah, I I don't think this is gonna work out." And I was like, "Okay." Uh, why? And she's like, "Ah, we're just too different. You're more depressed than I am, and a bunch of stuff." Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> like, alright then, honey. <laughs> and then I found out like maybe a week or two later, her sister was like, "Oh yeah, they were dating all this time when you weren't there." And I was like, "Oh, okay." Someone's house was burnt. Oh, my God. You know that
1: meme of that little girl where that happens? Oh, yeah. He's like, that would be me. I would have been like.
0: That's a shame. That's... Like,
1: what a shame. What happened? Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> when
0: you go to, like, the crime scene and you still have, like, a cigarette. Oh, uh, what?
1: Oh, nothing happens. <laughs> Throws it in the bushes and then just. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. Oh <laughs> no, I would not do that, but. Be... Yeah, yeah, I will yes. admit, I'm very petty, and I would definitely, like, show up. With, like, I wouldn't even smoke, and I just Cigarette on that oh, time, i bad.
1: W- <laughs> "Oh, if I like knew something that would like get her in trouble." Oh, absolutely! It would
0: no, be. I never actually do that. I knew lots of stuff that would get her in trouble. I decided never to do that.
1: I would, because that's who I am.
0: I like to destroy people mentally and emotionally. Oh, <laughs> that don't grab me. Okay, so moving on. From on that, that topic, um, what should you do to help someone else that's feeling really like they aren't? themselves, or they aren't whole.
1: Um, it depends on who the person is. Um, my one brother, after his <sighs> after his ex girlfriend like cheated on him thirty thousand times and gave him the ultimatum of you either propose to me and we get married or I leave you. He was twenty two at the time. She was twenty one, and it was because my older brothers were getting married. Like, no he was younger than that because we're five years apart. My brothers got married when I was six. And yeah, so yeah, I was like 16. He was like 21, 22. But anyway, um, he felt lost without her because they had been together for like five years and I had sent him like a message on Twitter because I didn't I didn't, I wanted him to be able to delete it if he didn't want to see it and I just said to him, I'm like, look, like, I love you. Mom and dad love you the other brothers love you the family loves you like this is such a hard time in your life and i know it is and while i don't know exactly what you're going through like i'm here for you and if you need anything like you let me know i'll make it happen to the best of my ability like i love Mm -hmm. you like call me when you get this like hope you're okay and he had told me he read that message for like three months straight because just the simple act of saying that helped and sometimes i think it's just Reaching out to somebody and you're saying, Hey, I'm here for you if you need me. Let me know whenever you want to talk, it's fine. Don't pressure someone into it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know for me, like my dad would try to talk to me about my breakup and I'd be like, I'm not ready for this. Like, please give me space. And other people would be like, How are you doing? And I'd be like, You know what? I'm not doing great. Like, can I talk to you about it? Mm-hmm. And if they're like, Yeah, sure. Or if they're like, You know what? I don't really have time right now. Or like, I'm kind of going through some stuff. Like, can we put a pin in it? And I'm like, Absolutely so it's just a simple act of being there reaching out and if somebody really needs your help in terms of they, they're they like hey I'm really struggling sort of thing offer to take them to lunch offer to take them to dinner buy them a coffee send them like a little like gif of something that's funny or say hey I was thinking of you and send them a funny meme just don't mm-hmm. dwell on it
0: um, To what you were saying earlier were saying, with uh, people, when you're trying to communicate with them, I know that when I see people that are hurting Mm -hmm. in any type of capacity, I just want to, like, help and consolidate and, like, make them feel, like, okay, or, like, at least be a distraction of some sort. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes I push a little too hard, which (laughs) I will admit, and sometimes I push the exact amount that they need at the moment. And that's a very thin line to understand for most people. And it's very hard to gauge on how much you can push without them being pushed off.
1: I think it depends on how well you know the person.
0: Yes. Because I know for
1: you, like you would push me to that like perfect point because you know me. Mm-hmm. But if you were to do it to my brother, he'd be really pissed off. Mm-hmm. But I know exactly how far I can go because I know him. So, I think it depends on how well you know the person. And if you don't know them that well, I would say don't push it.
0: I. I definitely understand that. I do not know what to say to people that want to help, but they aren't close enough to help besides, hey, remember that one time in X or XYZ? And then you say, I remember this memory, and it was a good memory, and I appreciated you for that, or whatever you said, or whatever you did, mm-hmm. and made me feel like this. Yeah. That's a good thing to say, or any type of thing that makes them feel like they've done something that's worth being noticed. Yeah. I feel like everyone doesn't always get the gratification they really want. Yeah. And I know that that's a really hard thing for people to not see and not hear from anyone. Yeah. Which might be something that they need from that other person. Which Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you have to be that person for them. Yeah. But it's just a quality that they really want.
1: And I think also if you don't know the person that well or you're just not sure how to help, just legitimately ask them. Mm -hmm. Like, I've had people who are like, I'm not really sure how to help. Like, what can I do? And that means more to me than you trying to do something. Like, if I was going through the breakup right now, and you were like, hey, like, what can I do, I'd be like, you know what, can we grab some coffee? Mm-hmm. That's better than you saying, like, I'm going to take you back to dinner, we're going to have a fun night, because I may not That's want
0: pushing, it. that's really pushing. And I may
1: not want that. I may just want to have a relaxing time where I, like, and not saying that wouldn't be relaxing, but I may just want something a little bit different, because maybe I'm not there in that place to do that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you just ask someone, like, what do you need from me, or what can I help you with, that means more.
0: That's a hard line of like. And but it is hard to ask somebody that too. Mhm. I feel like it's a very distinct 0 to 100. If you're like, "Ah, oh, I just got broken up with and like you're crying and then all of a sudden your best friends like, "Let's go club it." Like, it's ah, like ah, no. And then it's like, like you can't expect the person to just like slap on a happy face and then just be like the sticker. Yeah, like like that's not how they're that not likes. a Walmart bag. You can't just expect they're them to just bag. to be happy and be like, "All right." You just
1: got to give them time and ask them, "What can I do?" And for some people it's I want to do an activity, or I want to spend time with you, or for some people, it's, I don't want contact, and that's fine, as long as you just keep tabs, just saying, like, hey, maybe every day or two, just being like, hey, do you need anything? How you feeling?
0: Yep, that's a very good idea. Um, And for people that don't understand, or don't know how to just leave something alone for right now, and to come back to it, Mm -hmm. I would say to... Not text all their friends and yeah, then check on them. Yeah, don't do that. I would say to just be patient. Mm-hmm. Understand that the, the things that they're going through are out of your control. And they are things that you didn't start. Yeah. If you didn't do it yourself, it's not going to fall back on you. And you don't need deserve to think that you did something wrong that hurt them. Yeah. You are okay, you're not hurting anybody, and that's the most important part. You can always try to help, but not always hurt. I don't know. I know what you mean. Yeah, I don't know. No, I know what you mean. I don't want to say about that one, but you can always try to help someone, but you can't take back the hurt. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. So... The last question or experience that I'm going to ask on both of us are, is, so, have you ever had any experiences where you're just feeling like, I am actually complete without this person, and Mm -hmm. I feel like I can do this, and I can survive, and I can be my best friend?
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
0: Would you like to elaborate?
1: Like, right now. (laughs) Like. Okay. Because, I mean, my ex and I broke up back in July. And I was like, he's my everything. I love him, I wanna be with him forever, I Mm -hmm. wanna marry him. And you know what, it just didn't work out. And I feel better because I don't have that stress of what that relationship put me through. I don't have that stress of worrying about him and trying to motivate him to be a functioning human. And it's better for me, I've been fine. I've graduated from community college. I'm at a four year university, I have a very good job and I recently got promoted. I have family who loves me. I have she's let's see. I have a 15-month-old niece who I am absolutely obsessed with, who I adore mm-hmm. is the easiest way to put it. Like my life is perfect right now. I mean, yeah, I struggle with mental illness, but I can now focus on that and focus on my recovery and focus on my progress over, well, what's his? Mm-hmm. How does he feel? Like, I can focus on mine now,
0: and I feel better. I have another question for the mental illness part. Yes. What can anyone do to, like, not help, but, like, to be o- open to, like, be there for you?
1: Yeah. Um.
0: For anyone that has these types of...
1: I would say, in my case, like, if i'm going through like a whole like so to kind of like put it to okay to give some backstory like i suffer from depression generalized anxiety disorder obsessive compulsive disorder ocd um bipolar one disorder and borderline personality disorder so it's fun you know it's great Mm -hmm. um but with that for someone to be there for me i just need someone who every now and then is just kind of like you want to grab coffee you want to hang out
0: just wanna, checking in
1: want to want to watch a movie how you doing we don't have to hang out every day we don't have to even hang out every week if you, like let's just text each other like let's plan to do something in a few weeks like oh look at this concert we both want to go to it it's our favorite artist let's go mm-hmm. or, look at this this new movie's coming out do you want to go see it in theaters mm-hmm. it's not as simple as that or
0: you want to just come over like for normal. dinner
1: yeah don't treat me like i'm a nutcase don't treat me like i'm any different And if I'm really struggling, I'll reach out. And if I don't, don't think it's anything bad on your part. Just, if you can see that I'm struggling, send me a text. Just say, hey, thinking about you, hope you're okay. Do you need anything? What's wrong? Found this funny meme, thought you'd like it, sort of thing. Mm -hmm. The a little stuff like that.
0: So what you're telling me is to send you the... uh... So, um, I used to have a friend who, whenever she would get in relationships, on my side of the story, Mm -hmm. I used to have a friend who would get in relationships, and then she would just kind of, like, drop Drop everyone. Yeah, Yeah, except for that one person, Mm -hmm. and, like, her immediate family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't really know if that was a dependency thing, or... I think it could be. I don't know, but, like, it was just, they just want to spend time with... They're, they want to focus all their time and energy
1: on that other person. Yeah,
0: and it kind of, like, being friends, it kind of felt like we were being kind of canceled out because of this one person. Yeah, and
1: it's not fair.
0: Yes, yeah, it didn't feel fair, and it made me feel like I wasn't, it made me feel like I was not that person that she wanted to be around, number one, yeah. or wanted to talk to, or to find any, like, type of console i felt like i was collateral damage
1: i get it one thing i want to say on that is that if that happens frequently with a friend i would just double check that they're okay um because being into abusive relationships that is what happened they cut me off from my friends they cut me off from a lot of family um and that was from the ages of 14 to 17 with two different horrible people but that's a whole nother story but that's what they do. They isolate you. Like, I dropped a friend from sixth grade because my boyfriend at the time was like, he likes you. He's going to steal you from me. I love you. I want to be yours forever. Don't let him do this. And I did that. Thankfully, me and him reconnected. And when I told him all about it, he was like, I'm so sorry that happened. He's like, I never stopped th- like thinking about you. Like, you were still a friend. he's like, I just didn't know what happened. But I'm so happy that you're okay now. And mm-hmm. it's, so just check on them. Just being like, hey, are you okay? Like, we haven't talked in a while like are you what's up because I wish somebody had told me that that was abuse because mm. that would have saved me so much heartache but you live in your learn unfortunately
0: yeah I I think she's content with where she is yeah being like that with him and uh and
1: that's the thing that's some people's
0: personality yeah I
1: unfortunately
0: I mean as time goes I guess people grow apart which is okay again it happens And it's normal for people to grow apart. But just don't feel like it was something that you did if you know that you didn't do anything wrong. Or you know that you just aren't. You aren't the collateral damage. You're Mm. not a small thing. You are a human. How do you feel about people that have been single for a long time? And like they're being perceived as just the A scarlet letter type of thing? People avoid them. them.
1: You've been single for a while, so what? Yeah. I've been single for four months, and people think that's weird. Four months?
0: We've got definite different, 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 types different types of, of uh...
1: But I know people who have been single for two-plus years, three-plus years. Who yeah. cares? If you're single, you're single. Like, it's not nothing's
0: nothing. Nothing's wrong with you if you're single. You're no. perfectly fine. You just, There's
1: nothing wrong with being single. Uh, ever. There has never been wrong. anything wrong
0: with that. I remember in high school, I chose to be single which made people really upset because I would... Yeah, people don't like it. Yeah, like, people would be like, oh, look at him, he's so happy being I get a, single.
1: After high school, when I was 18, me and my high school boyfriend, um, he was not the abusive one, but my senior high school boyfriend and I broke up, um, and for about a year, I was single. And you know what? I liked it because all I did was I worked full-time. I, I took a year off of school, but I worked full-time. I did stuff with my family. and You know what? I'll say, I slept around. I don't care because... Mm. I did whatever I wanted to do because I wanted to be single, and that's what I wanted to do, and, and that's safe. what I did. Yeah.
0: Single and safe. Safe. Yes, yeah, safe. S-A-S-A-F-E. S-A-F-E. Safe. Keeping it. it locked like a bank. Safe.
1: Yeah, but it's like, it's not, there's nothing wrong there's with nothing it. There's
0: nothing taboo about it besides the fact that people don't talk about it.
1: And if you're wrong, one of those people who make people feel bad for being single, you are a horrible person.
0: It's either that or they don't know about the. One I hope they don't know you get about.
1: a toothpick stuck in your big toe and you
0: ram into a door. We're editing that out. <laughs> no, we're putting that in. Honey. We're editing that out.
1: Fine. I hope you fall down a flight of stairs.
0: We're editing that one too. Just don't be a Jerk. mean person to other people that aren't living the same way that you are.
1: It's their decision. Yeah. It doesn't affect you.
0: Yeah. If. Alright, so another experience part for me for being happy being alone was all through high school I was alone, but I also looked like I was in a relationship, mm-hmm. so like I would be holding my best friend's hand, who's going to be in the podcast, later in- You're not holding my hand. I know. Aww. I'm just <laughs> uh, I was holding her hand all the time in high school, and people would just assume that we were both together, or we were dating, or mm-hmm. we were in some type of label. Yeah. And I w- asked her to be like my courting. I don't know. <laughs> like you want to court? Nah, <laughs> yeah, she she did try to court me for like a few years, but I every time I would say no. And then like the last two years of high school, I was like always holding her hand. Or I was <laughs> always like physically touching her in some capacity. Yeah. And people would always be confused by it because some people would just be watching me and watching her, and they'd be like, oh, okay, so they're very cute together, and they're, like, always very touchy and into and then people would be, like, would find out that she has a boyfriend, and then they would be like, oh, that's not okay. But here's the thing, it's consensual, doesn't affect you,
1: get out of my business.
0: Yeah, I was like, we're actually not together, but I (laughs) like intimacy, so. nothing wrong with
1: that, as long as both parties or multiple
0: parties are consensual. Yeah, it wasn't anything wrong, it was just people were confused by it, Mm -hmm. by me being a boy or a man that was... People are just
1: scared of what they don't know.
0: Yeah, it was... That's what it comes down to. People get really scared when they see this one guy who's so fluid and, like, happy and just okay with just being very, like, cuddly and being very, like, I want to spend time with you and I want to do this stuff with you and I want to make you feel happy. We might not be together, we might not be in any type of relationship, label, or capacity. And that just freaks people out, because Mm -hmm. they're like, wow, I could do this too, but my friends or my parents are going to think something's different. Yeah. And they don't like different. Yeah, that is true. That's completely a growing point, I'll put it that way. Yeah. And. Common because mm-hmm. that's what happened all through high school, and then sometimes people would be upset about it and they would voice their concerns to social medias or they would voice their concerns to said partner that I was with but not actually with. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they would come up to me and be like, Oh, you and uh, Blank are totally so cute together, or you guys are so dating, or they just be like, Hey. Is she your girlfriend because I want to do stuff to her? And I'm like, wait a minute. Stay in your lane, number one. That's not I nice. I want to
1: do stuff to her. Oh, honey. They need
0: yeah, I was like, wait a minute now. Hold on. And then in times like that, I'd be like, yeah, that's definitely my girlfriend. And yeah, uh, how dare you? We're dating. Totally, yeah, 100%. Just, the fists come out. I'm just like, wait a minute now. Yeah, you're, you're Stay in your lane. You're protecting. Yeah. But I just don't understand. But on the flip side of that, if it wasn't like guys. Aggressive people on both parties. Uh, if it wasn't like that response, then I would have good responses that were just like mostly from women, which were like, wow, he's so attentive to her, and I love how he's just taking care of himself and getting what he needs out of this yeah. partnership and friendship. And then people would want to respond by that and go to pursue me. Yeah. But at the time, I was single and I didn't want. To learn how to love anyone. I get it. And I didn't want to get into something just to ruin it.
1: I get it.
0: And we'll talk about that in the next podcast. Bye, guys. Bye. In the words of Lizzo, I'm a whole damn meal.